1: Hello and welcome to the Terrace Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns and I'm joined by Chris Awellamo. How are you doing, Chris? And how yep. did you enjoy covering Scotland over the last week?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, uh yeah, it's been good. I've got to say I wasn't working for the game last night, uh, so I basically yes enjoyed it uh as a, like like a fan, which was which was uh very different. But I've got to say I think uh some, some good performances individually and collectively, I've got to say, over the over the, over the three games. I think that first, that first game against Austria, you know, I think uh showed good character to come back twice uh, into the match. The I guess you've got to talk about the El Sanka challenge on Ryan Christie. I've never seen a more blatant penalty not given, by the way. How's that? I, there's no grey area there, you know? It's so weird, <laughs> think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, uh, so the, 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 there is a lot of positives. There's been goals. John McGinn back... 10 goals, you know. You've got to think about it. You know, under under uh, under Clark. I think if you look at those, I was very surprised to know that there's only been four players score more than twenty goals for Scotland. I think James McFadden scored fifteen, John McGinn's at ten already. Yeah, and you know, I and, think there's only you
1: know, fifteen players have scored more than John McGinn now, or something along those lines for the well, men's yeah, team.
0: I, I don't even think it's as many as that, you know. But uh, it? it just shows you what a what a fantastic return uh, from the position that he's playing. You know, very similar to the the position he plays at, at Villa. He's probably a little bit more, a little bit deeper for Villa, but he's uh, he, he, he scores the goes in again uh, London Dykes took, took one right off his toes last night didn't he that he's just coming on to it and that was just going to find one of the bottom corners but there's, there's a lot of positives uh, Che Adams coming in getting his goal delighted I think his performance you can see that he's just got another little bit of class around him you know he's another level up the little kind of touches linking up his movement he's even opened out didn't he a couple of times last night and really kind of got in behind he probably put should I put that one in the bottom corner against uh, Israel you know where he's opened up the goal. He's come in. He's done ever so well. But even there, he showed
1: is, his quality, didn't he? Because he, the way yeah, he we kind we of skipped it, inside to and it.
0: yeah, I know, I know that you know, you understand that's that's what at international level that's the difference. You understand? We all know the qualities that these players have got, but internationally, for whatever reason, how many times have we said to a player, "Why isn't he? Why is he doing it for his club and not doing it for his country?" You understand? So I'm delighted he's opened the goal because it is it is the hardest one to get. You yeah know, the longer so, you go and that kind of
1: thing the more it kind exactly, of becomes a, a thing exactly, no, so, but my point is more that it's just um, the quality he showed to get into yeah. that position is kind of something that we don't We uh, he's added something else to our attack basically he definitely,
0: definitely has and I've got to say very impressed with Ryan Fraser very impressed with Ryan Fraser over the even Two even different against, positions uh, Israel you know playing in-behind Dykes. I know he's kind of got a free role, but, you know, he works both channels ever so well. Uh, he's always on the go. He was always gambling in-behind. You know, we have quality and depth. You know, I've got to say, I'm dis- I'm sat here disappointed. Okay, we're unbeaten in three, but we're sitting on five points, right, from a possible nine. Now, I think we had chances against Austria that we, we could have beat them. I know they had chances as well you know against Israel we were so dominant at a period there that there was that final bit of quality kind of let us down you know uh, we've got to to learn and I guess if this game if I tell you now if the Faroe Islands game came first out of the three I think we would have got seven points out of the nine you know, that feel good factor, getting the goals, you know, the the confidence would have been there, we would have had that swagger, that strutting in our play. And even going behind, we still showed the character. I think probably if you look at it, I thought against Austria, Kieran Tierney was the best player on the pitch. It was all over the place. Is you he know, just our was... best
1: player? That was something I was going to ask. I think he's performing like he's just our best player at the moment. He's absolutely phenomenal
0: yeah I was sat there I was sat there covering the game uh, for the BBC and uh, there was a few there was a few mummers saying that he, he should probably be our captain he played like a captain you understand but Steve Clark is true Robertson and I think Robertson's fantastic you know what you're going to get uh, but he's not always up there he does have poor games as well Kieran Tierney is more of a he's never going to be below a 7 maybe never even below an 8 he's always he's Mr. Consistent he's right on the money and in that Austria game he was everywhere on the pitch, and I mean, he was over the right-hand side. He was, o- he was driving with the ball, driving out of defence and, and, and stuff.
1: Yeah, knocking yeah. it past a, a forward and, and then running beyond them like a winger. Yeah, that's the, that's the
0: important thing that you said there, Craig. Because even at the left centre back of a three, he's still getting forward. And you know what? It was something that you could see. They definitely worked on. Callum Davidson was was in the studio for that first game, and, and he was saying uh, he was so impressed even in the short time that Steve Clark's had and he was, he was very complimentary towards Clark and his, his staff because when uh, Tierney went forward, whoever it was would just drop in uh-huh. and, uh, uh, it was, and it worked so fluently and, and, and I just felt that there, there's a lot to be excited about now we have to pull our finger out in this group even though we're unbeaten, even though we're sitting on five points we still have to make sure that we have to cause an upset we have to make sure that we beat Austria you know, we have to take something off of Denmark. We can't just sit there and I, I listened to it last night. You know, the the, the commentary and they're sitting saying uh, about the obviously the, the Denmark Austria result and they were they were drawing at the time nil nil, and the commentator says, "Oh, we take a you would take a draw here, wouldn't you?" And and to be fair, I'm trying to think who it was that was the co-commentator. He says, "No, we want Denmark to win. They've already won the group," and I think that's wrong. I think that's a wrong way to look at it. You know what? Let's go and try and beat them, Mark. You know, okay, they're favorites in the group. They're sitting top of the table. You know, they've won every game. They've scored goals. It's it's one of them. But if we can go and cause an upset, that's what we have to do. We have to have that belief. We have to have that arrogance, the confidence that we can go on and you know what? Make it a regular thing, achieving major tournaments. It's and that's it's a belief that we all know how good it felt qualifying for European Championships. you know, there's there's there's, uh, uh, there's 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 actors coming out, showing their reaction when when we qualified. There's there's it felt great, you know. So let's make it a regular thing because you know what no one felt that greater than the players inside that dressing room and the staff so it can just be infectious can't it, it that can be the motivation that can be the drive but there's a lot of positives to take out of it I think I think the the, the goal that we, we conceded uh, in the Israel game I think David Marshall will be disappointed with it I think he got a good strong hand on it and I think he's been excellent but I think he'll look at that himself and think you know what I should have, I should have got more on the ball there. He had a good strong hand, and it should have been it should have been just knocked wide. But there's a lot of positives there, mate. So I'm 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 very I'm happy. I'm very happy with what I've uh, with what I've seen just seven points I would have been a little bit happier of course
1: yeah I agree that I mean Denmark do look like the the, the clear favourites but at the same time they're, they're likely not going to win every match between now and the end of the campaign and we've got just as much a chance of getting a result against them as anybody I think so I agree with you we've got to go into those games with a with a better mentality that kind of leads on to one of the things I wanted to ask you about Steve Clark's been kind of referencing it a couple of times in his um, in his pre and post match interviews, but there was a bit of negativity kicking about after the first two matches because it just seemed like the f- same familiar story where we haven't won a game, uh, w- one of our opening two matches, one of which which we yeah. should probably on paper be winning every time we play it and that kind of thing. But after this Pharaohs result, all of a sudden we're sitting second in the group and looking in a in a decent position, unbeaten after the first three matches. Do you think there, do you agree with Clark that there was too much negativity going into this Pharaohs match? Uh
0: yeah, you know, as, as a manager it's got he's got to he's got to kind of balance it out. Uh Steve Clark, I feel that you know what the performances warranted more than what we got. Whereas usually the performances are, are poor and we get beat those games that we should be winning and we're losing them, so we're unbeaten. We're sitting second in the table, and I think he's just got to kind of—he's got to be very careful you now, Steve Clark. You know, I think he—I think he, he's, his man management is excellent. I think the way that he comes across to the media, he's very open. He's very specific. You know, I think everything that he says is—he's thought very hard about what way it can go, how it can be taken. Uh, but there's definitely a balance. There is going to be negativity because you know what? I think we've played Israel uh, six times in two and a half years. You know, but they've won two, we've won two, we've drawn. You know what I mean? It's just it's just one of those things. It's it is always going to be a tight affair. But we have individual quality in the team now that that can make the difference. Uh, so I think you look at it. We're sitting second. We're happy with that, aren't we? You know, it's just a bit building on from there. Not, not, not losing games that we should be we winning. The performance, I think, a lot of the fans will be happy with what they've seen performance wise. We, you know, the, the the formation that that is uh, has been criticised so much, uh, but it's a formation that's brought success, and it's a formation that the players actually took to Steve
1: Clark that they wanted to play so I think it also definitely. he's now got that system I mean he's shown that he will switch it when he needs to like he did in the half, ha, half time against Israel but um, and he has well, a lot of it, flexibility he did
0: the match Craig he did it he, he did dropped Armstrong oh, in a wee bit was, you put Armstrong in just yeah. to sit on. Uh, I think it was it is it Grilich, is Grilich that the, yeah, that's the, it, yeah. Whole, yeah. So uh, and and again, so it was like a one-two, and and it's crazy that the, the front three it can go from a two-one to a one-two, just depending on how you want to press. Uh, but I, I said to you, a football team and football players should be doing that anyway. You know, if you're a, if you're a midfielder, if you know that the balls is to be won then you're talking to the you, the people uh, your attackers saying, right, okay, we're all going to press together. That's communication or you pull someone in and say look I don't want you bombing on forward so you're going to just sit beside me for a little bit let's weather this storm we're under the course. we've just scored so you know what they're going to have a little bit more now so let's just be a little bit more defensive that should happen the players have that responsibility to do that themselves they're not robots whereas a lot of players in modern day football probably are very robotic because they don't want to go against the manager because it's a little bit scared fearful whatever it is whereas back in the day the manager puts players out there that's going to judge the game because they're playing in the game and take responsibility And I just feel that there's Kieran Tierney done that in all of the matches. Andy Robertson done that against Israel. You know, the players, of course, very dominant with the ball. I've got to say, I was impressed with Grant Hanley. I've got to say, you know, I'm I'm a big fan. I I see him down uh, in Norwich, I watch him. And I was a bit suspect when I'm coming in thinking, you know what, he does. he's very composed when he shouldn't be. And I don't know if that's just something that, because the way that Norwich play their football, he's very he knows that he's not just going to launch a ball It's. he it's, it plays out with quality even when he's under pressure can he play can he play can he play and I was very impressed and you know what I could say it about all I could go through all I thought Jack Henry he's just come into the squad he was a little bit tentative to do what Kieran Tierney does because we've got to remember Jack Henry's a fantastic footballer by the way a fantastic technical footballer can bring the exact same as what Kieran Tierney can bring as in bombing forward with the delivery Scott McTominay his, his balls last night you know, when he's coming out of defence, he's got a range of passing. There is so much quality there that, like you said in your spot on, against a Denmark, if we can shut up shop, try and spoil the way that they play, and then with the individual quality we've got, cause an upset, we've got it. We've got, we, we have that. But like you say, we're sitting in second position now. The, the games against like you say the the Faroe Island Israel, Austria we have to be winning those games uh, uh, next time round no matter what it is so the
1: pressure is on us but that's that's what we want mm-hmm. we play better under pressure as of where I was going before was Clark seems to have devised this system where he can drop players in and out and he can rotate and it kind of it, it keeps the overall quality of the of the squad quite um, continuous and there's a lot of flexi- flexibility within it and I think we saw against the Faroes um exactly how that formation should work when we're when we're dominating games I mean you had because the the passing play the passing patterns down the left is something he's clearly worked on since the start with Tierney whether it's McGregor or whoever and Robertson uh, uh, making triangles up the left and he's got McTominay when he plays that position can kind of step into midfield and um, you also saw like Tierney Tierney was playing like three different positions against uh, the Pharaohs last night he was three assists he got from left centre yep. back two of which came from him playing as if he was the the left wing back for a bit so yeah I think that is exactly last night and I know it's the Pharaohs, but w- uh, as we get better and hopefully as we start to dominate games more then um, th- that's exactly how that formation should be working I think uh, like I said with yeah. McTominay stepping in and uh, Tierney overlapping down the left.
0: Yeah, no, you're spot on. I, I I do have to go then go back again to the quality and depth that we've got. You see about rotation. You see about players coming in, understanding what the formation is. You know, this is what I'm trying to say to you. And I said I, I, when I done this interview for Sky, it's it doesn't matter if it's the World Cup qualifiers or friendlies or whatever's coming next. We have the Euros to look forward to these players know that they're playing for a place in that squad they're playing for a the, the starting 11 of that first game mm. that is, that's what they're playing for now Ryan Fraser must be buzzing out of his nut because he's done exactly <laughs> what he, he knows he needed to do but it can go very easily wrong with one performance this is what I'm saying so this is the best that you're going to see out of the levels of the players because they know this is when you see character of players you know they're going to buckle or not under the pressure it's not only the pressure of winning the game because for the nation and for the fans for the but it's about winning their shot for that first game of the Euros because that's what that's what's up for grabs at the minute that's what Steve Clark's probably said you know what he says he says there's no gimmies there's no there's no gimmies you're not gonna there's no no one's starting for me at the minute it's all about performances it's all about who's on form you know I'm, I, I've i got to be loyal to the players even if you're not playing for your club team um, you're gonna get your chance because you've done well That you've got us here but the, the quality and depth amongst this group of players is the best that it's ever been so if you want your shot you need to perform you need to produce on the pitch and you make it hard for me to drop you and that is where that is where we are at the team at the minute. So I'm expecting big things from that group of players because it's the, the, the strongest squad we've had in a long, long time.
1: Yeah, Clark said last night after the match that he he said you can probably guess a core of players that he's going to call up for his squad. But then he's then said the door is open. He said the likes of, he uh, maybe didn't use these names, but he said the likes of Nesbit uh, have shown that you can. Um, if you keep performing well for your club, you can get a late call-up. And I think there was news today that the, the squad sizes could be increased at the tournament from 23 to 25 because of the uh, coronavirus still continuing to kind of impact football. And um, also the five subs thing might be, become a thing. So it seems like there may be even more places than just the... Turnbull. Um, Turnbull has to be
0: in. Turnbull has to be brought in. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. It, it, it was. It's something that's confused I me. Mean, I know Steve Clark going back to the loyalty thing he doesn't really want to upset the apple cart, if he brings in the likes of a, a tumble and a position that's probably where most strongest tumble's got to be up there with quality by the way he brings goals as well but like you say if we can go to a 25 man squad instead of a 23 be able to use 5 subs you know what If he does well And there's an injury Suspension You know I'm expecting us to qualify From the group stages So it's basically then
1: I don't You're smiling at me No no Listen I I think we've got a good chance It's just I mean We don't lose many matches We don't concede a ton of goals We've got teams That we have decent records against Apart from England I mean we've got decent records Against the Czech Republic And Croatia So even though Croatia Were in the last World Cup final I strangely agree with you Because three teams Can go through And we've got teams teams That we've got We've got um, We're playing teams That we can get Get results against, I think. So I just
0: feel that there's. I, I think I'm, I'm looking at the next game. Uh, so what is it? The yeah, it's, the, it's a note. There's no friendly. I think they're talking the about
1: trying to arrange a couple of warm-up matches now. I don't know if yeah, they're just going to be, a to be couple of matches. behind closed doors would, or whatever. I mean, I know yeah. there'll be limited fans if any, but. Um, the I think there was mention of them uh, arranging a couple of warm up games ahead yeah, of it.
0: I would be very surprised if uh, Turnbull's not brought in then. Uh, you know, the, and and there's a there's a couple other names there uh, as well. But you know what, I just feel that I'm excited about you know like that game last night. I sat down and and actually enjoyed the game. Usually when I'm working and you're, you're you're doing your bit, you're sitting thinking, come on. Like I felt sick against Austria, and then we get the then John McGinn gets the the, the second goal. Well, I felt sick working. I'm working for Talksport against Israel, but the second half we were excellent. We were excellent. We get the goal early doors, and I'm sitting thinking, bloody hell. We're going to go on and we're going to go on and win this. It just never came. It just never came. That that cutting edge just never came. We had chances, big chances as well, by the way. Uh,
1: so uh, is it a worry I that we're maybe not, not starting games that well, and these had to make uh, decisions within matches to kind of get us playing better?
0: Well, you're not going to have it all your own way, but I think that's something you've touched already touched on, and in the the fluidity of the the little changes you know like uh, when Armstrong just sits on the back of their number t- uh, their, their number 10 who was getting a lot of the ball and basically that got us into the match we started that game very slowly you know and then all of a sudden when that change came we, we were on top uh, I don't want to talk about the penalty decision because they were 1-0 up at the time and they probably had a goal disallowed for a push
1: yeah the keeper uh, had a pu- the, sorry the ref the, had a poor match yeah
0: that was a that was a that was that was a very soft one. I still think Stephen Thompson. I think we were we were kind of saying. I, I said, you know what, Kearney's done well. He's felt hands on his back and he's exaggerated a little yeah. bit. But you know what, you've seen them giving and seen them not giving So uh, I just think there's a lot to be to be excited about. I don't know. You'll probably have more of a gauge of what what the fans are thinking, you know, because I know that you do your research and your prep and all that, so you'll know exactly what what what, what fans will be thinking about it. But I think everyone was pleased that Shea Adams I'm, I'm seeing the reaction that he's scored and I, I, what I've got is that they're saying yeah well done you know different class you know so I think they see the quality that he's bringing as well
1: I think it's a bit I of a cliche a- but if you are perceived if some fans you don't have some fans on board especially if you're a striker and you score goals you shut them up you you get them on board That's that's the way to do it isn't it score goals and get them on side well that's it that's all you can do you're going to get judged on goals as a striker you've got to just put the ball in the back of the
0: net so he's, he's done exactly that uh, but you know what off the back of good performances as well and it was something that he, he, even last night he was looking for Lyndon Dykes you know Lyndon Dykes was looking for him there wasn't any of that Shit, we're, we're in competition for the same place here. They were genuinely working for each other, linking up well with each other. Uh, so you know what? I, I just think that we have an option. We have a we have an outlet. We can play with two up top. I think uh, Chi Adams and Fraser done really well. Lyndon Dykes and, and, and Che Adams done well, and we know Lyndon Dykes and Fraser does well. So we have options here. And I don't no disrespect to to all of McBurnley and uh, and 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 the other strikers, but you've got to remember, you're going to get judged on you know goals. Oliver Burnley's still not not, not opened his, his scoring yet so hopefully in these next couple of games he can do exactly that
1: How's he been doing for Sheffield United? Has he been I know yeah, they've well, had a tough uh, season he's, but... he's, Yeah
0: he's nicked a couple you know so it's, it's one of them but they're having a poor season as a club and I guess that sometimes when the international games come along it's nice just to get out of that club uh, getting beat getting beat getting beat that kind of atmosphere because training's quite intense obviously Chris Wilder's gone as well now uh, so there's let's just let's just say he's, he's, he's got a, the biggest the biggest hill to climb to try and uh, and I just feel that with the the the, 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 the kind of Chi Adams coming in the performances and the, obviously getting the goal that's even that's even that's even tougher for him now but you know it's a good option to have there the quality and depth is there so it's, it's going to be an interesting one but I think Steve Clark will be sitting looking at the table thinking you know what it's not bad it's not a little bit Less than what we wanted from the first three games, but we're still sitting second. Austria got absolutely battled from Denmark, so if we can go and beat them, then you know what, and it just gets us into the playoffs. Remember, second place is just a playoff place; it's only one for automatic. So, can we can we go up and put pressure on Denmark? We have to beat them. We have to beat them twice, by the way. So it's uh, it's going to be some exciting games coming.
1: Yeah, I think um, I, I think you're right. I think if we if every team replicates what they've done already, then we finish second and we're in a playoff. And I think we would we would probably take that. I mean, we we would like to, and we're aiming to win the group, but definitely we would uh, we, we would take the playoff. Um, yeah, managers have a limited amount of time to work with the players when it comes to international break, and that's been exaggerated even more now with uh, COVID because there, there there are fewer kind of. Uh, International uh, camps that they just go on an off week, and they're trying to squeeze more games, and it's triple headers rather than double headers now. So that's uh, that that means less. Uh, time on the on the training pitch and things like that. But from your experience working uh, going to international football, what what do managers tend to use that time for, or does, does that just completely vary depending on which manager is? Well, the- you
0: got to remember. I think uh, the because I was speaking to Callum about this because you know being a day to day manager and you can work on things, you can implement things. You don't really have the players for that long, so that's I said the exact same as you because it's triple three games, triple headers or whatever you want to call it. Then there's a lot more time. Now you can see that. What we, we know what our formation is you know I think there's a good understanding amongst the group I think that this the, the training sessions will be uh high intensity uh you're looking probably 40 45 minutes of, of real hard graft just to make sure get a sweat you will work through certain things on shape so you can have a real high intensity low intensity day the next day but depending on when the games come along uh a lot of it will be discussed uh over over theory you know uh, uh, in front of a screen certain things if you're if you're looking at past games past movements individual things you know you can look at it as a team if you're looking at it as a defensive unit midfield unit you know like you say if it's likes a Keenan Tierney and Robertson linking up down the left hand side someone has to then take responsibility and just fill in not like half and half not going as a, a left centre back but just in that a little bit deeper we can't go and bomb and try and uh uh uh, obviously give uh, support, unless it's real good possession, because you've seen that the likes of John McGinn, Scott McTominay, Callum McGregor, when we were in real good possession, that they were then going presenting themselves uh, and, and getting the ball off of like a Tierney or a, a Robertson, but I just feel that you have to have a balance the players still have to be worked very hard, get the sweat on as you say but again, there's, there is a lot of information they have to take in, it makes it easier when the they're all clued up on what the formation is, you know if you were changing formation all the time, if it was going for a 4 a 5, a 3, whatever it may be I just feel that the formation is very sound at the minute and like you say, there's little tweaks to it if it's going to be uh, if it's going to be a 1-2 so you've got two up top or or a 2-1 they both have a a kind of similar role I just think and then obviously the likes of Ryan Fraser more so uh, Ryan Christie as well they have a kind of free role I thought Ryan Christie done very well at at right wing back when he came on Uh, Scott uh, and Stephen O'Donnell went back to right centre back you understand I thought Stephen O'Donnell right centre back looked comfortable, looked very very strong so again it's having players that can play a number of positions and, it, and it, it goes on what you said, that rotation you know if there's injuries, if there's suspensions you know that someone else can come in, they know the role they know the responsibilities of that position and I just feel that Steve Clark at the minute will be sitting with his staff and thinking we've got good options here we've got very good options but the, the downside of that is results. If you have a bad result, then there's no excuse. So and that's the pressure that he's under now. That's the pressure that this group of players is under that they cannot they cannot take their foot off the pedal. We should be sitting on we should be sitting on rightfully probably seven points. Seven points. And we should be disappointed that we're not. We're sitting second in the table. So again, we have to build from that. We have to play Denmark twice, remember? So that's that's still to happen. So there has to we have to we have to cause some upsets. We have to look, to, can we get top of the group? And I think that's that's what's installed in the players. They'll come away, they'll be happy that they're sitting second, but you know what? It shouldn't be enough.
1: And before that, we've got the Euros to get excited about, though. Before we yes. get back into this uh, World Cup yes. campaign. Um, so I'll be
0: there, mate. I'll be there. I'll be there. I think <laughs> Anyway, a you can take me I along with that- you. I think the requirement is uh, I think a minimum of ten thousand fans. Yeah, you know. So I I think there's going to be a decision made in the next couple of weeks. Well, Steve
1: Clark was asked about it last night, and he said, "Well, I think there's an election coming up, so I think we'll probably get some good news soon." Which I thought was quite quite a fun answer. (laughs) So yeah,
0: yeah. it could be something that can be very easily done. You know, like you look at Old Trafford. I think they can they can get twenty three thousand fans in there socially distanced. So you look at Hamden. It, it, it just has a lot of organisation. People come; they have time slots to get to the stadium, uh, and they then they and they stagger them in, and you can get fifteen odd thousand in there. So let's hope that it, it, that that'll be the case and there's fans here, because even in the 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 Israel game they had five thousand fans in
1: and you know what it made a difference what a difference it I made know a difference. <laughs> it was mad it was unbelievable yeah it was crazy how much just like it was only five thousand but it was just for, from listening to all these sterile matches for months it was amazing how much of a difference it made but yeah I yeah. echo that let's hope that we're all back in stadiums um, in time for for the Euros at, uh, and for the games at Hamden but we've reached time now and uh, yeah I think it's just time for us to say bye and get out of here. Top man. Pleasure as always, Craig. You have a good day, mate. You too. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.